Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 13th of October. Today we get US consumer price inflation for September. One of the Fed's June policy errors was to elevate the importance of consumer price inflation. It is worth remembering that the single largest component of consumer price inflation is owner's equivalent rent, a fantasy price that no one has ever paid and no one will ever pay. This means that consumer price inflation does not represent the cost of living for homeowners, and roughly 70% of households who own their own home in the United States will have a lower cost of living inflation rate than consumer price inflation suggests because of this fact. Today, once again, economists are required to reprise their role as second-hand car dealers. Used car prices have been exhibiting faster and faster disinflation. This is expected to lower the headline today. New car prices, on the other hand, have been behaving really weirdly. Last month, used car prices rose almost 33% year-over-year in Baltimore, but barely 6% in Los Angeles. This is not normal, and it adds a fun element of unpredictability to US consumer price inflation forecasting. The expectation is for a slowdown in the headline and the core monthly pace of price increases, though for the core inflation at least, the consensus is divided between whether the month-on-month rate of change will be 0.4% or 0.5%. The reported consensus is 0.4%, but a 0.5% print could not really be considered a surprise. The release of inflation comes hot on the heels of some hawkish Federal Reserve minutes in the United States. The FOMC are not only standing around the struggling US economy shouting, raise, 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 members of the FOMC also seem inclined to kick the economy when it's down. The Powell Federal Reserve was always likely to overshoot on interest rates, because the almost non-existent signals of Powell's policy philosophy have focused on consumer price inflation and not the drivers of consumer price inflation. Pausing policy based on CPI data almost automatically guarantees the pause comes too late. The rhetoric in the minutes, which may of course change, consistency is not a feature of the Powell Fed, suggests a more aggressive overshoot, uh, overshoot may be forthcoming. US events at least offer a welcome distraction from the UK government's anti-growth agenda. Yesterday, Prime Minister Truss declared that there would be no public spending cuts. With the government's magic forest of magic money trees chainsawed into sawdust by the financial markets, that does raise a question of how the proposed deficit finance tax cuts will be sustainably financed. The Prime Minister's spokesperson clarified that no spending cuts still meant difficult decisions on public spending. There are now more media reports of the mini-budget proposals being reversed, and certainly markets should question whether the mini-budget could actually be passed through Parliament. The problem is that the damage to growth has probably already been done, as even with Bank of England assistance, the bond market is unlikely to return to pre-mini-budget levels, even if a more coherent government policy were to emerge. Elsewhere, final German September consumer price inflation offered no change from the initial estimates. 
Consumer price inflation figures are one of the very few German data points that are not normally revised. Japanese September producer price inflation rose on the back of higher commodity prices, driven, in part, by the weakness of the yen. While manufactured goods prices do not often react to fluctuations in the currency, the impact of a weaker currency on commodity prices is significant and relatively rapid. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.